Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. Today, I want to share um, a dream that I had last night. It wasn't this wasn't expected for today, but since it happened, I definitely want to share it while it's fresh in my mind. And it's a dream that all each person, each of you listening, will be able to relate to and can. Um, get a message from for your own life. And it's about spiritual warfare. So just to give you a backdrop on me and dreams, um, I have them often. And when I remember the details of the dream, and I pray about it, and the Lord gives me more revelation about it, I know that's a dream that I need to pay attention to. I have dreams that are meaningless. And when I wake up, it's like, they're gone. Now, does that make me a dream expert? No. I'm just letting you know that I, in in my life, I have had them from a child. And if you read the book, you'll see some other instances of my dreams leading to finding a missing person um, that was missing over 40-something years and the government couldn't find them. But that doesn't mean that I have the skill to find missing people or missing things. That happened in that instance. And I always pray to be, which I'm sure many of you do as well, to be used of God for the certain circumstance, right? So if uh, I see a lot of, of women, you know, seeking out gifts of the Spirit, which is awesome. But I always feel that why do I want to seek one gift? The Lord shares and I want to, I want, you know, all gifts available because the Holy Spirit's within me. So if there is a need for someone to need to be fed, then I need to utilize that gift in that moment. If someone gets hit by a car, they need the gift of healing. That's not the time that they're looking for a prophetic word. So for me, my prayer has always been that the Lord use me for the circumstances that are before me. And that is my constant prayer. And I don't pray for one particular thing. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do that because we all have God within us. And so he's leading and directing us. So that's my lead and direction. So, and if you've never had, if you have dreams and um, you've never taken time to pray about them, to get them interpret, use, of course, I hope you're in that secret place, private place with your journal, with your Bible. And what I'd like you to do after I share this is reflect. Maybe there's a dream that you have consistently that I would recommend you write it down and you go before God. I would tell you um, the number one, you don't need to go seeking um, 50 million other folks to figure out. Um, I hope you have a church or someone of some kind of spiritual authority over you that can help you with that. Um, but I would recommend that you pray and put it before the Lord and you seek him for an answer because I have found I get the answer or the Lord will have someone come upon me that has no idea about the dream and they share the missing nugget that's missing that I needed to hear. So I'm going to share this dream. And if any of you um, receive a word from the Lord in regards to the dream of something additional that I can glean from it, feel free. And I'm going to declare that you're going to um, message me back with maybe what you saw, maybe what you heard, because the Lord did share with me 
um, things about this, but he also knew that I would podcast about it. And who knows, maybe one of you has an additional word um, for me as well. But what you will get from um, the stream that I'm going to share is a word for each of us, for all women. And I think it's something we need to recognize and always be armed um, and ready to defend our faith, defend um, our family, and defend the blessings and gifts that God has given us. So I'm going to share this stream. And if there's any questions or whatever, um, you know, the Lord has shared dreams with folks in the Bible. And again, just shoot me any questions, shoot me feedback or whatever you'd like. And you can do that right here on Anchor. So it was about 4.44. How I know that is because I woke up and picked up my cell phone trying to figure out what time it was. And when I picked it up, I saw that there were some likes um, on a message that I had sent. And I kind of just smiled and, and somewhat reflected that, wow, this has been an awesome week from a spiritual standpoint, a business standpoint. And it was just like, out of nowhere, a thousand people started following me this week. And I didn't do anything that I know of to get those additional thousands. So I'm praising in my somewhat sleepy state. I'm praising God that it's you. And so, boom, I'm in this dream. And in this dream, I'm laying in bed sleeping, but I'm in similar furniture that I have in my current house, but it's like I'm in a penthouse and things are, um, everything looks great. Everything looks fabulous, but I'm in a penthouse sleeping in my bed by myself and I hear something kind of at the door, like making noise. And in that moment, I think it's my husband and maybe he's struggling with groceries at the door. So I get up to go to the front door and I'm calling his name and I hear like this, you know, like someone fumbling around with something. So I, for whatever reason, I don't, I'm from New York, I would never do this, but in this situation, I open the door. Now, let me give you a backstory before I tell you about opening the door. So, the dream actually starts out with me walking down the street. And I'm walking down the street. It kind of reminds me where I grew up in New York City. I'm walking down the street, and out of the corner of my eye, I see people dealing with these guys that I would call kind of on the corner. And what I knew, because I was focused on going forward, is that they were dealing in sin, whether it was drugs, whether it was um, um, prostitution, sex trafficking. It was all these different things, and they had a, a bunch of people just like kind of online or whatever. But I was trying, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, but I was focused on moving forward, and I was just walking. And one of these men came up kind of close and was like, um, can I talk to you for a moment? Um, you know, I, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm on my way somewhere. 
I am not interested in, in what you have to say. And so this man or whatever he was, was consistent. And for whatever reason, I would not look him in the eyes. I kept looking forward. I never stopped to gaze into his face. I just continued forward and pretty much gave him the ignore of I'm busy and I'm going forward. I don't have time to listen to you. And so he kept trying to get me to just stop a minute. You need to listen to me. Um, I've got something important to share. And then he ends with, if you don't listen to me, more will come. And you, you would wish you had listened to me. I totally continue to ignore him and I continue on my way. So I'm going to my front door and I get to the front door and I'm calling my husband's name and I don't hear him kind of respond, but I'm like, what's all this like racket at the door? So I open the door and I open the door to find six of the same type of guy that tried to stop me on the road as I was walking forward. There's six of them. I don't know, there could have been more, but I definitely know that there were six. And they were in my door, in front of my door, and they were dressed in, their sweaters were black, their pants were black, and I have no memory of them having a face. It was like, there was no, I have no, none of them had really a face, but I, it, that wasn't even of importance. It was like I was still able to communicate with them, but I can't tell you right now any features of their face. But in the dream, it didn't even matter. I'm, you know, saying this after and reflecting on nobody had a face. And so they were very short. They were like, I don't know, five foot, you know, I'm five eight, so five foot short to me. They might have been four something for all I know, but they were short. And they all were the same height, all wearing the same thing, all shaped the same. And they all had their hand drawn with a razor in their right hand. There was a razor in their hand that was long. You know, the razors like you use on a man's face. And they each had them drawn in front of my door. And so the only one spoke. Now, I never saw a mouth move, but there was the words were coming from one of them. And he said, I tried to tell you um, to listen on the road, but you wouldn't listen. So now we're all here. And so he goes on to say, I was warning you because you are interfering with our work. And you're, you know, you're taking people away from us. And all of this stuff that you're doing, you're impacting too many people. And we have to stop you. And so in that moment, I realize what I'm doing in ministry is what they're talking about. Um, I recognize that in the dream. And I remember in the dream that 
that people the, that the, I had just said that, wow, the Lord is moving people to follow the podcast, to purchase the book, um, the Facebook page. And I'm not really someone who's big in the social media and stuff like that. So I was seeing it as, oh, this was definitely the Lord. But um, the purse, this I'll call minion or demon or whatever we want to refer to it as, was stating you've been warned before to not, um, you know, work and, you know, to serve in this area and you're messing with our business and we have to stop you. And so in that moment, it was, um, my, my impression was they obviously wanted to come in my house because they came to the front door, but they weren't moving toward the house. But in that second, I saw that they thought that they could war against me. So they were here with their blades, with their razors drawn to attack me is the only thing that I could think of in that moment. And so as this one is talking and saying that whatever it is that I'm doing to their business and that, you know, it it reflected that, you know, one was sent to warn you then and you ignored, two was sent to warn you and you ignored. And so now there is, you know, an army or a force or I don't know, ninjas or whatever you want to call them are now here to face me, to deal with me. And so in that moment, I realized I wasn't afraid, but I knew they had power and that they were here because if you, if you ever think about it, if you've ever heard new level, new devils, well, for me, it was like new devils. And it was almost like a, you know, I've always said that I've recognized when the enemy has sent attacks against me and the Lord has blessed me to counter. So in this dream, I realized, wow, all of you are now here. Like I visually see who's spiritually trying to rob, steal and destroy from me. And so out of nowhere as they venture to come toward me. And I'm like, there's no way I'm letting these things in my house. This shout from within me comes out of my mouth and this shout pushes them back. And they, they, they're still standing in the same position and it pushes them back. And then I close the door to my home and I step outside And now this is how I realized I was in a penthouse because who was I? I was expecting my husband to get home and they state in this um, time with some of the words that they were saying that if you continue doing this, we'll we'll not only hurt you, but we'll hurt those who associate with you. And so I step out the nets. And when I heard that was when the shout from within me came out to push them back. So my door to my home gets closed and I'm outside the door and the shout that I thought I was letting out like this yell, but it was like a roar and it pushed them back and it almost put them in like a perimeter around me. 
and my shout forced them to go back. So now I'm looking to go to the elevator. And this is why I knew I was in a high rise in a penthouse. And because I'm looking for my husband who was supposed to come and they just threatened anyone who would be helping me to win lost souls. And so the person who came to mind is I'm expecting my husband any minute. That was why I thought that was him at the door. And so in my mind, I've got to get to him before these things get him or he walks in on these things with me. And I don't know. In my mind, I was worried they would hurt him. So I go to the elevator because I'm trying to get out the building to find to beat him coming in the building um, so that I can tell him what's going on. And so as I'm pushing the elevator door, the, this one is still talking and he's saying, you can't get away from us. We see you wherever you are. We've been watching you and he's just talking, but he's staying at a distance. It's like they've now have a perimeter around me. So when I get on the elevator, they don't get on the elevator with me. And for whatever reason, I'm, it's, I'm not afraid of them, but I'm aware of them having power, if that makes sense. So I get on the elevator and I'm thinking, gosh, I got to get to my husband um, to warn him. And I'm on this elevator and this couple gets on. And I realize now after reflecting that the couple represent something else. But I'll see if, if someone who's listening gets it. Because it, it took today, and it's funny why I'm not sharing. I didn't share this till today because I was so busy at work. But the Lord gave me time to reflect on who the couple was in the elevator. So let's see if you can get it. So this couple gets on. And for whatever reason... I explained to them that I've got some things um, chasing me and I'm, you know, concerned about I've got to get off the elevator and find my husband and I'm worried about them trying to prevent me because for whatever reason, I'm thinking these people will be able to help me. Now, sorry, I've got to backtrack. Before I got on the elevator, the, I'll call him the minion, said no person... And remember this word, no person can protect you from us. So I'm on the elevator and I've got these two people on the elevator with me. And the gentleman says, well, let's go. Let me get off in the lobby and then let the woman ride back up with me to another floor where I'll get out. And I guess he thought he would distract them. So we go down to the lobby and he gets out and I kind of. Um, stay in the elevator with her, but the elevator door had this like glass window and I could see one of the demons out at the lobby where this man got off in the lobby. And so we go back up again. I'm just looking and they just looked back at me and we went up in the elevator. And so I look at the woman and I'm now concerned because I'm remembering the words of them saying that will harm anyone who helps you. And I get concerned for her. And I know I've got to get out of this building to find my husband. So I look up at the roof of the elevator and I think about, you know, like them James Bond movies or whatever. Maybe I can um, go out the top of the elevator of the roof 
and then get off on the floor and I won't be on the elevator. And then when she gets off, it won't involve her. But as I'm thinking of it, I hear the word of what the minion said, that no person can help you. And in that, in those, in that word was when I realized I don't need to go out the roof. I don't need um, this woman to help me. That I need to face these things because the Lord, the, the word that came to me in that moment, the Lord doesn't operate in fear. And so what I realized was these things were sent to make me fearful. And I'm one week from launching an online um, Christian program for women. And in that moment, I realized this was all done to distract and to make me be fearful of them. And I don't have to fear. And literally, when I come to that revelation that I don't have to fear what the Lord has called me to do. I don't have to fear the enemy's threats, the, the words that he would like to put in my ears that I wasn't listening to as I was going down the street. And I said, I don't have time for you and I'm going forward. And it was like in that moment, I recognized and remembered who I am. What am I going from floor to floor to get away from them they need to get away from me. And in that moment, I reflect on my roar and my shout pushed them back. The thing that can draw them closer to me is if I'm out of alignment with God. And so they have to stay at a perimeter around me because the minion did say, before I got on the elevator, we may not be able to harm you, but we can harm those around you. And that is why I was looking for my husband, because I wanted to make sure that he was protected, that I was with him, that I told him what was going on. And so the, the dream ends with me going from not looking up at the roof of trying to figure out how to escape but turning back to looking at what I was going to face and that whatever warfare or spiritual warfare that was going to come against what God was calling me to do, that I will not be fearful, but that I will face it and I will deal with it because I have God within me and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So, when I had time to reflect and realize that, it reminded me of multiple things, that when God has called us to do things, the enemy will send many different things to distract us, um, deter us, or to even bring insecurity, bring fear, bring doubt, Bring all of these things. That is why the and the first one was saying, you need to listen to me and I wouldn't listen. We can't give ear 
to the schemes and the plots and the plans and the doubts and the fears of the enemy. And so what happens when we talked about new level, new devil? Well, then I guess they figured I can't send one, two or three. I better send six or more to then have more impact. What were the razors for? The razor was to make me fear being cut or wounded. Um, but it was all staged to do what? And so if you're good at interpreting dreams and the Lord shares some other things with you, as I said before, be clear to share it. But a couple of things that um, the Lord gave me this morning is that whether you're going to church tomorrow or a small group tomorrow, or you have a, someone that's in spiritual leadership over you, what this dream showed me as, as people move in the spirit realm and are doing things for the Lord, the enemy is sending more attacks against them. And so whether it's me, trust me, I'll take all the prayers I can get that you can remember me in prayer or remember your pastor or your small group leader, people who are in leadership and people even like yourself who are walking out what the Lord has called them to do. They need our prayers. They need our encouragement because they have an assigned um, team that to attack them, to bring harm to them, whether it's to their children, whether it's to their finances. And it's only the grace of God in their prayers and their devotion that they stay focused on the call. We all can become weak. We can all be strong at times. And I always tease people about being bipolar Christians. They're hot today and cold tomorrow. But no matter what mindset you're in, the enemy has warfare sent against you. And we have to be ready. And we have to have our identity. And we have to have the word to know who we are when the attack comes. So in your journal, I want you to ask the Lord for three people that you should be praying for on a regular basis. You have to decide if you've been going through a lot of struggles and in your life, emotionally or physically, that prayer is the key weapon. You know, we have to wake up and be prayerful. We have to pray in the middle of the day. We have to pray in the evening when we lay down. Let me tell you, we all, you know, prayer and a relationship with God is about discipline and it's about devotion. Every morning you wake up and I assume you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you wash your face, you put on clothes and you go to work. Right? We do that because we know we need to brush our teeth. Then why do we forget or not set time aside to pray? I'm sure you don't go to work every day and you don't brush your teeth or you don't use deodorant or you don't shower or you don't comb your hair. You won't have a job long. Well, guess what? You won't have much power if you don't pray and read your word and know and have a relationship with the Lord. So I want you to understand the significance of prayer and the significance of people who you know 
are fighting the good fight against the enemy, um, helping to set captives free, they need your prayer as well. We need to unite together to build each other up as women, as mothers, and also as lioness in the kingdom. We cannot, if you notice in the dream, those things would never stepped foot in my house. There's a significant reason why that shout happened when it did. They never stepped foot in my house. We have to pray and set the boundary of what happens within our home, what happens with our children within our home. But most of all, on our knees, making sure that the Holy Spirit and the Lord is welcome any hour, any day within our home. I hope, um, I'm sure I probably left out a detail or two because um, I'm giving this to you straight from the heart, as raw and real as I, I can. I don't have written notes about it that I'm reading to you, but I want you to know that the enemy sees you as an enemy as well. And there is spiritual, there's a spiritual warfare planned against you and your home. And the way you counter that battle is in prayer, reading the word, and asking for the Lord to forgive us, forgive you, for you to forgive other people, and to continue to ask for his grace, his mercy, and his covering for you, your family, and your future, your finances, whatever it may be. Trust me, the enemy will use any door that is open in your life to bring an attack against you. Pray to shut every door, whether it's lust, whether it's envy, whether it's jealousy, whether it's doubt, whether it's your faith is small, whatever it is. Don't even let sickness and disease be a door the enemy can walk through. So I hope you are blessed. And again, love to hear from you. Talk soon.